a common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. We have Alan Dershowitz on the phone, I believe. Alan, are you there? I am always there on Tuesday. Thanks. <laughs> it must be Tuesday because you, you know. I, I never miss one. The rest of the week, no, it's so important. Yeah. Uh, are you hearing what uh, Peter Schweitzer is saying? I mean, uh, any questions, uh, Alan? I, I mean, the question I have is: we <laughs> we're turning into a country in which we are searching for crimes by everybody on both sides, and you know, maybe that's a good thing. Uh, maybe everybody should be subject to the highest possible standard, but. What we're getting is, I think, tit for tat. You know, the Republicans went after the Democrats. The Democrats went after the Republicans. You know, I want to see our people go back to doing their business and not, you know, I want to see more lawyers unemployed. Uh, right now. <laughs> There's no way objection to that. <laughs> no, my objection. Joe Biden got a great line off at the uh, uh, event for the newspaper people the other night. When he said employment is up in this country, and I'm not even counting all the lawyers that Donald Trump has had to hire. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's just that everything is now legal, illegal, you know, questionable. But but let's look into this. I mean, let's look into this. I'm not aware that it's a crime to have somebody pay for your phone bill. But, but what happened to the whistleblowers? I mean, yeah, did, so did somebody rub them out? I mean, what happened? Yeah, and what a coincidence, right? When, uh, of course, Congress is looking for them desperately, John, as you point out. I mean, the timing of this is interesting, Professor Dershowitz. Well, we should always be protecting our whistleblowers if they're genuine whistleblowers. You know, the guy, for example, who leaked the Supreme Court opinion in overruling Roe versus Wade, he was not a genuine whistleblower. He wasn't exposing government corruption. He was being corrupt. He was part of the problem. So we have to distinguish real whistleblowers from. And remember, too, in the in the Durham report, there were, quote, whistleblowers. There were people who were claiming that they had information that proved that Trump was cooperating with Russia. It turns out it was false. They, the report turns out to be completely false. So, you know, the difference between real whistleblowers and people who claim the protection of whistleblowers in order to make political points is something that has to be kept very clear. Craig Professor, Eaton. Professor, this is Craig. I mean, but isn't it true that we should know whether these were real whistleblowers or not? I mean, they can't just say yeah. the whistleblowers are disappeared. They should tell us they weren't, they weren't, they weren't good or they weren't truthful. Well, what happened to them? Or because, they got pressure within their agency. Yeah, because it makes it suspect <laughs> that now all of a sudden. Well, wait, wait, wait. The IRS says they removed yeah, their this, whistleblowers. Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, well, what this is mean? amazing. This, they basically removed the whole team right. that was investigating the Hunter Biden taxes, right, because Peter Schweitzer? they were doing right. too good of a job, and they're not yeah. doing their we job. We need some transparency. Yeah, what do you, what do you well, mean, Peter yeah, Schweitzer? I mean, so no. what happened in 2018 was the IRS looked into the fact that Hunter Biden had taken in all this foreign income. We exposed it in Secret Empires in 2018. That sort of launched the grand jury, and you had this IRS investigation. And they basically concluded that Hunter Biden had taken in millions of dollars from foreign sources, had not paid taxes on it. Uh, you have this friend, this lawyer in Los Angeles that paid two million to the IRS to pay some of the back taxes. But the IRS was looking into charges of tax evasion. They went to congressional committees and complained that they believed there had been political interference from DOJ. 
Uh, I haven't seen the details, but this was the claim. And now, lo and behold, the IRS says we're going to remove the team from investigating Hunter Biden, who have been on it now for, what, five years and we're going to start, apparently going to have to start the whole thing over So again. what does that mean to the investigation? What does that oh, mean? I think it's massive. First of all, and Professor Dershowitz can jump in here, I think it's illegal by the whistleblower statute. You cannot remove somebody from their position simply because they made a whistleblower complaint. Well, who's going to prosecute? I mean, who's going to go? I mean, if the FBI works for the Department of Justice and the Department of Justice says, jump. And the FBI says, how high? Whoa, it's worse than that. What John, the hell is going on? It's Who's going to enforce the laws of the it's United worse States? Than that. That's scary. It's worse than that because this group in the IRS was removed at the directive of the Justice Department. Yeah. So that's how bad it really is. Now, doesn't this reek of the word retaliation, of uh, Professor Dershowitz? Well, and remember, too, what can be seen by some people as part of a pattern, the, the former vice president of the United States, tells the uh, head of the of Ukraine that unless you call off your prosecutor we're not going to send the money to Ukraine i mean if that were if that is true as well it seems to be part of a pattern of putting pressure on investigators uh, whether it be ukrainian investigators or american investigators either to investigate more people politically or to stop investigating people politically. But, you know, we're losing our faith in the American criminal justice system. We're seeing so many things. And the, and the Durham report increases that loss of faith. It shows, proves conclusively that a double standard was applied to the investigation of Hillary Clinton, who I voted for and supported and liked and contributed to. But it's and, and by the way, where do we stand? Is it going to be, if Biden doesn't run, is it going to be Hillary or is it going to be Michelle Obama? Well, you saw that article. <laughs> but, and, 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 and as a tease, everybody, we have Doug Schoen. Doug Schoen is coming up later in the show to give us the answer, yeah, John. Doug Schoen is one of my best former students. Doug was uh, every, everything. He's a good Doug guy. Does, Everything Doug has done well is attributable to him having been in my class. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm a big fan. And I thought his article in the Wall Street Journal, along with Andy Stein, was really, really interesting. But I have a theory. I don't think Michelle Obama will run. And if she does, I think her reputation and her numbers will go down as soon as she gets into the fray. Right now, she's above the fray. There are no negatives. But as soon as she takes a position on anything, her numbers will sink. You mean the Princeton Papers issue would come out? Yeah. By the way, Peter (laughs) Schweitzer is saying he's got you've got the Cheshire Grin. You have the Princeton Papers, Peter Schweitzer. Honestly, part of what I'm thinking of is if Michelle Obama runs. Does Barack Obama really want to be Doug Emhoff? You know, Kamala Harris. I mean, does he really want to sort of? Go? I mean, I don't think he does. Seems like they I have a think... good life right now. When you watch yeah, what they do, I, I think they, uh, yeah, they, they want to come back into That's politics. Right. Well, of course, the biggest problem is that you know the Democrats have to do something about Harris, and they can't just drop her. Uh, it will hurt a lot of their base. So they have to come up with if they're going to substitute. They're going to have to come up with somebody who will be supported by their base, particularly the left base. And so I notice Hillary Clinton sent that. out a sent out a, a tweet. I don't see too many tweets from over this morning. She sent out a tweet. Did you did you see it, Peter? No, I didn't see it. What did she say? 
She said, Peter Schweitzer is going to be in the studio. Oh, no. Didn't he do the book on Clinton Cash? That's what he said. I have to say the Durham report is is kind of taking me down memory lane. And there were a lot of things that were going on. I didn't realize the book came out in 2015. And I read the Durham report. And it's it's my experience is kind of like a duck that looks very calm on the surface. But underneath, it's it's peddling furiously. I got a call from an FBI uh, agent in the New York office in 2015 saying, hey, interesting book. You know, we're going to kind of look around. I had no idea that they ended up having three field offices uh, look at this. And to Professor Dershowitz's point, you know, in the case of Clinton Cash, my book, yes, it's journalism, as they said, in legal sense, it's hearsay, right? I don't have any direct evidence that I participated or saw anything. But at least in my case, it was information that was public record. It was transfer of money. It was, I would argue, a pattern of behavior. It was timing. When it comes to the, the, the Russia collusion thing, it was an anonymous dossier that, that nobody wanted to claim that had no public sourcing. There was, there was allegations, but nothing. And it was yet, a total fabrication. Yes. And that's the yeah. shameful part. That's the part that they, actually, we, that they actually went before the court yeah. and basically lied or that's misrepresented right. and said, this is accurate. Right, Judge? It's oh, absolutely. by the way, it's not, not just the court. It's a court that only hears one side. Right. And therefore, mm-hmm. it's doubly important for the government to be accurate because there's no other side to correct them. But, you know, uh, you and I have something in common. Your book uh, uh, obviously was validated by the Durham report. So was mine. Get Trump. I mean, the whole (laughs) thesis of get Trump is that there's been a double standard applied. And the Durham report proves that conclusively. There was nothing to support the Russian collusion against Trump. And there was a great deal, according to the report, to support investigating Hillary Clinton about their their agreement to go after Trump, he says, in order to cover up her um, uh, her, her misuse of the computer at home. So this should be the beginning of an investigation. I'm glad that the House is looking into this. I'm glad the House is calling Durham. And I hope this is the beginning, not the end of a quest for truth. And Alan, by, by the way, Alan, also, we have one minute left. Anything you want to tell everybody? <laughs> what I want to tell everybody is we have to get back to a time when law enforcement is objective and neutral, when people like Bob Morgenthau were the head of the uh, uh, U.S. Attorney's yes, Office. And respected by everybody. Yes, yeah. Yeah. and apolitical. The U.S. Attorney, the U.S. Attorney, who is now the head of the Boston office, has just been forced to resign because she was found... At a, a fundraising event, which is illegal under the Hatch Act. So much politicizing of criminal justice is occurring. We just have to get back to a time when people have faith in the justice system that we've lost it. Yeah, sad. Very sad. By the way, everybody, um, I also want to read this is, uh, John, this is the tweet that Hillary Clinton put out. She put, if MAGA Republicans force a default, she's talking, of course, about uh, the debt ceiling, the catastrophic consequences for our economy. And she lists it over and over. It is interesting. What, what are you, Peter, you're smiling. Is she trying to get in the fray Sounds again? Like a candidate. Sounds I like think, a candidate. Yes. I think she's, I think she's, uh, she's feeling the waters a little bit. And the thing you have to remember about the Clintons, and they do obviously have, I think, a, an interest in advancing their political agenda. But also their entire uh, business in terms of speaking fees, in terms of raising money for the Clinton Foundation is directly correlated to her political career. Remember when she lost in 2016, within two years, the Clinton Foundation donors were down 75 percent. Wow. So if they, you know, and Bill's speaking fees are way down. So, I mean, if you want to be relevant, this is the way you become relevant. 
it shows you something that these foundations like the Clinton Foundation, the people who contribute to them contribute to these foundations, not necessarily to do good, but to get access. Yes. They want to so piss with the large dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. That's a great analogy. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. Joshua. We're going to take a break. Pleasure. and uh, a Alan, we'll talk to you again soon. 